go. Melanated family. What's up, man? Welcome back. Brand new episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. I'm happy to be back with the family. So check it out. Today on the show, right? Because every five to six months, I go on Instagram, every social media platform that I have available to me, and I ask my people like, hey, who could I have on the show? Who is inspiring in your neighborhood? Who got their feet to the ground? Because really, I interview people sometime that are popular to everybody. Like, you know what I mean? Hella people know them, whatever. That's really not what it's about on the low. What it's really about is inspiring conversations, people who got good stories, people who, who can bring something to the table in your level of success, the, 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 the things you've done so far, none of that really matters right now. So today on the show, one of my homeboys hooked me up with this brother. I listened to his music, read a little bit about his story, and I'm interested, man. So today on the show, we got a music producer, right? My boy is a music producer. He's a graphic designer, brand owner. You feel me? Originally from Portland, now stationed in, or now in Seattle. I want everybody to welcome to the Melanated Combo, my boy Finches Fly. How you doing, man? Good, good. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, like I said, man, my, my brother reached out to me and said that you would be a good fit for the show. And I'm seeing you doing your music. I'm seeing you pushing other things. And you know what I mean? It's right. it, it, it's important that we had these kind of conversations. So first, I want to touch bases on like your beginnings. So you said Portland and now you in Seattle. So were you raised in Portland? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a cold story. So my beginning, I was born in Portland, Oregon. Right. So. I was born, I'm first generation, actually. My mom is from the Philippines. Mm. So she was born in the Philippines, and then she, uh, her family migrated from the Philippines to, to uh, Surrey, which is in Vancouver, BC. Mm. So my, my, uh, my mom and her family, they moved over to Canada. And then from Canada, they moved to North Portland, St. John, shout out. And then, uh, so they were raised there uh my mom and my dad ended up meeting meeting each other in portland my dad went to concordia university played mm -hmm. baseball there uh so that's where they met and then had me and then within about two years when i was about two years old we moved to la so my mom and dad split and so my mom took me to la with she said she had about like fifty dollars a hundred dollars in, in her mm -hmm. car and just hopped in the car and Shout out to LA. And so I was raised in LA until about seven years old. And we stayed on with uh, Fairfax and Pico. So not far from everything that's going on uh, as far as music wise and hip hop on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I moved back to the Northwest around like from about seven, eight years old. And we moved around a lot, like moved around a lot. I can't even, it's just it's something in the past at this point but yeah mm -hmm. i just remember moving around a lot apartment apartment across the street mm -hmm. from packing our stuff moving it into a, a our first house across the street finally got a house and then so yeah i went to middle school elementary uh high school in uh portland and i was actually raised more so my mom tried to keep me in the suburbs so she kept me in beaverton oregon which is the home of nike right mm -hmm. So 97005, that's something that I stand for right now because we don't have too much representative from that side of Portland, which is the west side. And uh, most most of the music and most the the melanated community is more, more so on the east, in the northwest or northeast 
and then the north southeast hmm. out to Gresham. So I'm really I'm really out here to represent that part. Yeah, wait. So so talk so talk to me about something real quick. So being in LA, because that's interesting, right? Because I always tell everybody, bro, I my family's from New Orleans. I've lived there in summers at times, but my right. main perspective of life is in Sacramento, California. And people right. don't know, like different cities, different environments, everything changes. The air, the the yeah. people, the walk, the talk. Yeah. So talk to me about being in LA, because I don't know about the LA part. So talk right. to me about being in LA. How did that help you? What did it peep you to? Like what what experiences did you have that you were able to kind of take with you to Portland? Well, really, it was, uh, to be honest with you, I moved to L.A. when I was two years old. So all my first memories of life were in L.A. So mm. riding in a, a little Jeep Wrangler in front of the house, uh, the little Mexican kid across the fence that I was friends with. Mm. I think his name was maybe Petey or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, like just the first who I was, like my mom was telling me we'd be riding around South Central Slapping gin and juice. Mm. I got my baby bottle. I'm throwing the baby <laughs> bottle at the back of her That's head. What I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, like just like so, like I feel like just my beginning, like of who I felt like I was, was LA. And then mm. we moved to Portland around right when you really get those memories, and you're really starting to become more conscious. So around mm. like seven, eight. That's that. It was a culture shock, really. So in, in what way? Because I know there's a racial component, but like right. everywhere you go, there's black folks. Right. So right. give me because we in movie and just going to L.A., you know, that there's a different type of politics oh, yeah. that's going on in, in with L.A. shit. But compare that like to Portland. What could you say culture shock? So how right. did you feel? What, what was some of the differences you think? Uh, the culture shock that I felt was. Like I said, my mom kept me in the suburbs due to her circumstances. She she wanted to stay out the hood. Mm. So she wanted to keep me in the suburbs to keep me away from the troubles, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of parents try to do that. And it's a hit or miss whether it really works or not because, you know, people are just who they are. Yeah. And when I, when I went to uh, Portland, when she first moved me over to the suburbs, I was in second grade. I remember... I'm not, I can honestly say that I'm not no like terrible person. I'm not no super troublemaker, but I was suspended in elementary school. I remember being suspended. Well, first off, I'll talk about that. I was suspended in about second or third grade for being called the N-word and defending mm -hmm. myself. That was my first time experiencing that type of stuff. Yeah. And I told my mom, like, yeah, James, James said this to me and it's my homie. So this is the most confusing part. This is somebody I thought of was like, a, you know, just, you know, little elementary friends. You know, yeah. I'm hanging out with the classmate. Okay. At recess, he he called me the N-word. So my, I told my mom, she's, she told me next next time he does that, kick him down low. <laughs> oh, that was, hey, that was game right there. Because I was just going to say real quick, hey, bro, I know yeah. there's some people around me right now going through experiences where they have kids that are in school and their kids are black and they're, and they don't know, not saying they don't know they black, but they don't know they black black, see? Right, so they in school right. with kids just being a regular human right. and uh, somebody would throw some monkey shit at you. Right. Somebody would be like, nigga, and really, you'd be like, you'd be taken aback because we don't really do that. Bro. Yeah, we, it, we have epithets for other races, but it's kind of like in this funny, joking way. That nigga mm -hmm. shit, that's some deep rooted. Yeah, that's deep. A lot of kids don't experience, but it wake you up, don't it? 
<laughs> it woke, yeah, woke me up for sure. I, honestly, I don't think I even knew what it was because that was the first time I experienced racism. Yeah. And then, uh, so I was end up getting suspended for that. And my mom's actually she's Filipino, so she is interesting that she like she kind of had to deal with. She's not black, but she has a black child. Yeah. So that's a whole another topic that is like. It's that's a deep rooted topic as well because there's you know nuances to this or that, but yeah, her defense was fight back, just that's, fight. So your mom, that's so it like so look on some real shit real quick. Right. When, when we talk about the black struggle and everything we go through, different races of people, we need allies. Sometimes right. they come in different forms. Sometimes they be on some nefarious shit, but we need allies. You could be an ally in a different way. Right. Different races of women don't realize sometimes. Mm -hmm. When you get involved in this black shit, bro, you wanna you you think you want a nigga? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hooping. Yeah, had that, had yeah. that baby. Yeah. Had that baby ain't gotta do that damn hair. Yeah. Had yeah. that baby and the baby come home like they calling me monkey nigga. And some races of women be like, what? No, right. they they be like a white woman. She be white in her mind. No, that's they, they didn't call you that. Don't worry yeah. about it because she yeah. probably got a little something on the low. So right. your mind, that was good because I was gonna ask. So yo, so your dad is black? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. He's from Seattle. He's from Seattle. He's from Seattle, okay. Central District, CD. Okay, and so growing up, like, how was your relationship with him? Uh, with him, so yeah, with him, it's always been a good relationship. Hmm. It just hasn't been constant, you know, every day. Yeah. Because my when they split, I was two years old. My hmm. mom had another a boyfriend. And that's pretty much why she moved to LA with him. Mm. And so this is another topic too that shit, I don't mind, you know, just speaking on, but I, I had a stepdad, right? Mm -hmm. And so my first memories of life, not only were LA, but I thought that was my dad, mm. which is interesting to me because when I met my real dad, it, it, I felt maybe I was like standoffish at a young age. Mm. Like I didn't treat him with that same feeling until I really got more conscious around like maybe eight, nine. But yeah, like my dad grew up, uh, my dad was in Seattle. I was in Portland. Well, I was in LA, my dad left Portland. He's like, my kids and my family's gone. So I'm gonna go back to my family up in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I grew up separated my whole life. And then yeah. uh, even LA to Seattle, Portland to Seattle, that was a separation right there. So uh, it was always good. Always had great times. But of course, as a kid, especially, you know, you coming home getting called the N-word and stuff like that, you, you need a dad. You need your father there. And see, you know one of the deepest things about that, bro, because you're saying some real shit right there. Because, yes, you need a father. And what, what a lot of men don't realize. And, I, bro, I got five kids. I have four kids by the age of 22. Wow. Struggled with them, did, did my best around as much as I could. I was consistent. I was there, right? But one thing I didn't realize, Vince, is like, bro, having kids and not living with them changes their life in so many ways. Because your dad, right. so <laughs> the nigga part you was being called, yeah, he's kind of, you know, that's on you, Pop. They they call right. him, you can do it. So if your dad was there to reinforce what right. they're calling you, why they calling you, let's do the history Right. This could have changed everything. Now your mom was a writer though. Your mom could have been like, I don't yeah. know what it is. Go back to school, shut up. They wasn't talking to you. But yeah. she said, nah, that is derogatory. Do something about it. But the right. presence of the father, 
And I think that's what all men need to realize, bro. We be going through shit, bitches, where we niggas be on drugs, niggas be in the streets, they be doing everything, and right. then the kids pop up. And we kind of be there and don't, we don't realize, man, the presence is more than they present. You right. see what I'm saying? Your yeah. presence, family, you got to be around them every day. And some dudes be thinking, like, I'm not a good dude. Like, I'm not there yet. I don't got money. Right. Or, nah. There's nah, it, it ain't about that. You can provide that can include hot dogs. Nigga, it could be hot yeah. dogs in, in this yeah. game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, they don't have to be all kind of crazy shit. So I appreciate you talking about that, bro, because mm -hmm. people need to understand the dynamics, especially the dynamics of interracial relationships. And right all there. of a sudden, the black kid goes through something. And I do news stories, bro, where mm -hmm. sometimes the white moms, I've seen white moms in news stories be like, nah. Yeah, that's a tough nigga, or they defend the white kid without even knowing. You, yeah, see what I'm so real quick, you told me you start rapping in the fifth grade. So was that like what was the influence in fifth grade to start rapping? Uh, I know the area you from, but man, who was like some of the people you were listening to. Oh man, so I was thinking about this earlier. Uh I was influenced by you know LA hip hop off top. Mm. And then I know when I when I really figured out that I like really love rap, like I want to be a rapper. I felt like I was a rapper. I want to start writing rhymes. That was about about fourth or fifth grade, and that was when uh, that was when Nelly dropped uh, what was that? It was Country Grammar? Mm, Nelly dropped that. That was Nelly. Hard. Nelly <laughs> dropped that. Hey, look. Hey, Nelly can rap on the road. Look, look, <laughs> look. So my mom took me and my brother. She took us up over to uh Circuit City. We got that country grammar CD. I nothing like going to cop that hard oh, CD. I'm telling you for like what 16? It was like 16, 17, 99. Yeah. Plastic rapper in the whole nine. Hell yeah. The, the whole thing, man. So I I just remember uh, taking that home and just me and my brother put it in the stereo. We started jumping on the bed. We was just having a ball. And so, yeah, probably with Nelly. Nelly was the beginning. And then uh, eventually I realized, well, I learned more about my, my history. And my, my grandfather is a professional drummer. I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah. 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 So that, I'll let you get back to your, uh, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I don't so, get too far okay, So fifth grade. And then, because I think the reason why I asked that, because hip hop is, is, is amazing bro like what it does to our community but uh, uh, aside from the negative shit that we see right, right. just the influence it has on us like these wordsmiths these amazing fucking writers you know what i mean so i wanted to see who kind of touched you because i know like being in sack right i have um i want to ask you this real quick mm -hmm. i have um artists from my city that maybe the whole world ain't too familiar with but mm -hmm had a big influence on us, like in Sacramento with Sibo and brother right. Mati kind of came later. Yeah. We got homegrown people that we really rock with. So being like in Seattle, Portland, these areas, mm -hmm. who did y'all listen to? Like, did y'all have oh. some artists from that area that was popping that everybody fucked with? You know what I mean? I mean we did actually, like, uh, my dad used to pull up on me and he had a little, he had a gang of CDs in his car. Hmm. And he was like, he gave me this in like, maybe fifth, fourth, fifth grade. It was hmm. cool nuts. Have you heard of Cool Nuts? Wait, Cool, wait, Cool Nuts from where? He from Portland. That's Ooh. the that's the OG, that's our OG in Portland. Cool I Nuts. He was from the Bay Area. 
No, I guess he's from Portland. That's how yeah, I know about him. I think he used to be with like JT the bigger figure in them right. from like the Bay Area dudes. Yeah, too. yeah, they was all tied yeah, in, I think. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, like cool nuts. I know it's a gang. Of, I've been doing my research. It's a little, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot of big time rappers that was like doing their shit and it really looked official. Like I I'm watching it, I'm like, I thought they was from the bay too. Yeah. Damn, that's interesting because I know yeah. the Bay Area has a really interesting history, uh, uh, like right. hip hop history. Just being that the the subset cities, like the Portlands, the 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 cities surrounding California that didn't have as much as far as hip hop is, uh, is concerned, they really mm -hmm. turned to the Bay Area in different. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, like Mac Dre, shit, Mac Dre. That's what I I was in sixth, seventh grade, really off. I had I had an Xbox with all Mac Dre songs, Fizzle yeah. Mountain, all these underground. Leave me alone. Mm. I'm listening to Mac Dre. My uncle lived in Frisco, so like he would come back to Seattle, and I would stay in Seattle over the summers. Mm -hmm. And our, and I just remember my uncle would just he had that Rich the Factor on. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And, he, and he's hard on that Rich the Factor. Like he he's like this that mob shit. Yeah, like, mob shit. This is what we listen to. So like, I have my uncle, who was a heavy Bay Area influence on me from Seattle, actually. Mm. Like, he just loved that Frisco shit. He loved the whole Bay vibe. So I always had that to look at, and that's, mm. you know, that's who I was. Uh, that's what I was looking at for new music all the time. Hmm. So I was listening to your music, right? And I see like, um, and this is important because when I talk to people, um, it, it, having work available for me to view is it always makes everything easier i don't care if you're a writer i don't care if you're a content whatever you do if i can go somewhere and kind of look at what you do and dissect it it gives me just like a better perspective right so i've seen like of course listen to your music i hear the new school influence right uh, melody driven and that's right. i was put on the first album i seen just start playing it and it was the melody of the of the young dudes right then right. i seen then i seen the bars come you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Like, all right all right because i, I mix it up being an older dude, I can't lie, right? Right, older like I'm not old, but just you like, ain't you <laughs> ain't old man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nineties <laughs> hip hop is yeah. right, and everything was very distinctive in the nineties. Every right. style and perspective, it was distinctive. It wasn't right. word like it is now, but because I like, because I got kids, bro. So I'm like, mm -hmm. let me look at the perspective of the youth, and I like some of the Melanie driven shit, but right. I like words though. I like mm -hmm. hard, like the concepts and shit. So tell me, like, how how did how did you create your style? Were you looking to look at like a because Nelly? You you mentioned Nelly. He mm -hmm. he was melody, but he rapping his ass off on the that part. That part. Not no. like a lot of the dudes now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So talk yeah. to me about that. How how is your approach? Is it making sure I put the words? Is it the melody? Man. To be honest, when I just, it's more about when I feel a beat, when I hear the beat, mm. I analyze it. First off, I won't even hop on a beat if I can't, if I really can't feel it. Cause I work, I record myself, I produce, I mix and master myself. So I really have the the freedom to really say no to beats mm. or say, I want that one, or let me go get this one. Let me pay for this beat. So it really is the beat, it's the feeling uh, whatever mood I'm in, I feel like I've made a lot of those uh, melodizing songs more in a reflective state. Mm. 
So really, like, it, it starts with the beat choice. It starts with the beat choice. And then, like, I kind of think about what I have in my, my cap, uh, catalog already. So I feel like I've had, I've been going hard on the rap recently. Mm-hmm. On my unreleased stuff, it's, it's a lot of rap. It's a lot of talking, talking some, like, putting some game on the paper. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what I want to do now is I want to bring, like, fun, vibes. And that's what I like about the new, the new age. Sometimes they be on, they don't be talking about shit, mm-hmm. but just the the way certain words hit, when they when you feel it, mm-hmm. you feel it. Mm-hmm. So like, and you could be saying the the same three words the whole song and just and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. So really, it's it's hard to say. Like I, I don't go into a beat with like a mindset unless I have something written down. But I just I just go off the beat, really. No, no, that's no, that's dope, bro. And it's and tell me how how, how old are you, Finches? I'm thirty. 30 okay yeah i'm 30 so I, I have i'm like i like to feel like you know i think like my generation i graduated in 2010 which is like i feel like was a pivotal time in like the, the change of music it was like i grew up on lil wayne we was banging lil wayne we was mac dre and then you know the shift to all the the drake drake happened when i was in high school that was probably big. See, because that's because I'm yeah. I'm 42, bro. So I'm I can only imagine some of these artists that's real big. Even they're big to me too. But yeah. like formative years is when hip hop hit you different. Right. Like you in junior high and high school. With Khalifa. Moments. Yeah. With Khalifa, man. That yeah. changed the game right there. Yeah. We start seeing people smoking weed on YouTube. Mm. We seen rolling up tutorials how to roll your weed you know yeah, we was in high school was talking about that. That. yeah yeah we watching Lil Wayne we was man we used to do the worst things trying to be like Lil Wayne mm. wait so, so speaking of that right so being that you are you know in hip-hop now making music what do you think is like the responsibility of the artist as far as like um artistically my real life versus a fiction story versus because really because this this is why i ask this people always give hip-hop a hard time as far as the content right right if someone is speaking about their life my life experiences and it sounds harsh who gives a shit i don't like too much embellishment i don't like outright fucking lying you see what i'm saying because it's all art to me but sometimes you add a little something here and there you that's if you love hip-hop you understand that's a part of it that is the slippery slope because mm-hmm. all, all of our kids are listening. You know what I mean? So how do yeah. you approach like the content part of what you do? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. That's a heavy one too. Cause like I'll stop, I'll stop making music for a period of time. I've done that multiple times where shit a, a year ago, I didn't record for maybe like at least six months. I just didn't feel my life, the where I was at in life. Like if I put that into the music, it wasn't gonna be good for people. Mm. It might have been therapeutic for me, but it wouldn't have been good for the other people that it's so much to understand in three minutes, yeah. two and a half minutes of a song. Yeah. So like I'm ha- I appreciate you having me on this because I can really get, you know, my thoughts mm-hmm. out. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people that I know listen to my music and I don't think they get it. Because it's so much jam-packed into like a minute and a half, three minutes is tough. But I, at this point, now that I like, now that I know what I'm doing, 
I feel like it is very like I have to be responsible. I have to tell the truth. I have to I have to figure out what angle I want to tell the truth by. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell the truth glamorizing the wrong shit. I, I want to tell the yeah. truth by this is what I've been through. Mm -hmm. Can you can you relate? Mm -hmm. And then I got kids. I got two boys. So do I want my kids? And I got two parents. I you know I don't I didn't live a terrible life. Mm. So I have the responsibility to show people that you cannot live a terrible life and still go through some crazy shit. There we go. But it, it's where your it's where your head's at still though. There so, we go. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a major responsibility getting on that mic, man. It's too many people. I listen to all day, and I have to be like, I question myself, like, damn, you really listening to this dude? I'm hey. like, I love, I love this rap. I love this rapper, hey, man. I love this shit, but man, he's hey, so, bro. I have such a fucking love hate relationship with hip hop, man, because now, though, uh, simplistic shoot 'em up, bang bang. Yeah, are sometimes, but if you are metaphoric, if right. you do it the right way, and then sometimes, like you just said, if some music I listen to is just the somebody would hear it and be like, This is just absolute ignorance. But how did that? That's why I love black folks, bro. Like, how we <laughs> it's together sometimes it's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he just said the worst shit ever, and you know, we, we kind of get numb to it, and I'm laughing about it, but. Hip hop artists, because I'm bro, I'm from an era, right? And this is something I always tell people: we're looking at 20, 2021, 2022. All these rappers dying in a year. These 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 rappers is dying at 18, 19, 21. Frontal lobe ain't even fully developed yet. These ain't fully men. I remember in the 90s. Check me out. A lot of the rappers that's on TV right now. Hear me, everybody. A lot of the rappers that's on TV that's 40 and 50 smiling and doing these TV shows, Snoop Dogg, T.I., I can name like 10 more. These niggas was in everything. They was right. in jail. They was in shootouts. Everything the young rappers is going through, yeah. they was going through it. The difference is they didn't, society in their community didn't attack them in particular ways, so they got a chance to grow old, man. If you yeah. give black men the opportunity to grow old like everybody else, we gonna turn into wise men who smile all the time. I'll be looking at some rappers who smile all the time. I'm like, nigga, in 96, he never smiled. He was always <laughs> in the news with some bad yeah. shit. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Me too. Pop was 25, bro. Yeah, man, that's and that was my that's crazy. That's that's my number one rapper all time right there. See, and but we have to like I always speak about this, bro, but we gotta contextualize what we're looking at. We're looking at babies with life right. experiences making music. If you're 1920, that's a very young man. But in yeah. America, if you're 1920 and you black, you 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 30, they yeah. treat you like you a grown man. You're actually an adolescent. Treat us like the Dylan Roofs. Give right. us the ability to, you know what I mean? We young, too. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a young man's game. That's why I want to kind of know mm -hmm. how you feel about that, how you feel about all that, because I want you to be successful. But your words are important. Right. Very who important. Who, who listening to your words are important. So something else. You said you had two boys. Mm -hmm. Like, talk to me about fatherhood, because you mentioned what you went through with your father. Like, right. you seem like you're not resentful towards them. Like you, you seem like you you fuck with them. You know what I mean? But, no, I went, we all go through our we go through our uh, you know through our our process, mm -hmm. unprocessing all that mm -hmm. and shit. I once I got over it, I'm over it. You know, 
and I just appreciate him for being there still. Like he's there for me today. Mm. You know, so like that's really what I, I cherish because shit, I have an uncle, his 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 little brother, my my uncle is real close to me. RP mm. my uncle, uh Hassan. Mm. RP Uncle Hassan. He passed away about a couple of years ago. So like I just cherish fatherhood, period. And and that that man, Hassan, was really who showed us how to love people and how to lo- be family. And so, you know, like, without a father, man, it's, I couldn't imagine. Like, even, you know, even states away, that's it's whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But just to not have one is, is just be tough. So how do you transfer that into your boys? Like, do you, are you consciously trying, or like, like, are you consciously thinking about what you went through with your dad and treating yeah. things differently, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, I definitely am. Like, of course, we all have ideals. We want stuff to be a certain way. Life throws us curveballs, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we still got to swing at them. And and what, what I do, what I pretty much uh, focus on is just spending as much time as I can. Like, I'm thinking about, I think about everything. Like, I want them to go to this school. I want them to live in this town. Mm-hmm. So they get the right recruitment. And from this you know, instead of getting lack of recruitment in this place or, you know, certain stuff mm-hmm. like that, I really think about just everything, like how I want my kids to be raised. Like, do I want them to be homeschooled? Mm-hmm. Because I can't I can't really see myself or my kids being able to handle the society we live in right now, let mm-hmm. alone if they uh four years old and, and almost two. So in about 10 years, you know, 14, 15, it's gonna be real interesting what it what life is gonna be uh, evolved to from now. Yeah. yeah, and then we always have to factor in that with black men and everything we go through. Because you're you're see that's the that's, that's why I asked you that, bro. Because and I always talk a lot about this because of my experiences being a black man and a father, or just a father in general. But when you're black, there's there's uh, hurdles that are put in your place because of where we come from and the things that we've been through. That's just facts, right? But right. you have to like the preparation of fatherhood is a motherfucker like that's a part of the fatherhood piece and sometimes because my dad died when i was eight you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i had brothers who um helped out as much as they could they were street dudes who helped me out and taught me a lot but it's nothing like having a pop so i didn't have one so right. once i got to having my kids and i'm around them a lot it started hitting me like damn some some things are happening and i have no idea what to do right i've never seen it see exactly like, like I have an idea, of course. I've seen TV, yeah. I've heard stories. I'm not stupid, but I never seen it up close. And that can be right. shocking to you. It's something you ain't seen up close, and now you have to do it yourself. That's why it's important that oh, you yeah. enjoy life and all that. You know what I mean? So I see that you've been dropping projects and everything. Like the three projects I've seen on um, a title right. was in like the last two years. Like how, how many projects total have you come out with like on I- I think I got about, I got about, what, one, two, three. I got probably about six or, I think I got seven projects, about mm-hmm. seven projects. Because I got, I started out dropping them on SoundCloud. So I have a mm-hmm. lot of music on SoundCloud, too. If y'all want to follow me, it's uh, Million Dollar Baby. If you type in Million Dollar Baby Records, it'll pop up. That's mm-hmm. my label. Um, but, yeah, I started out making, I used to make songs on these headphones. Mm. I would download apps on my phone, hook these headphones up, be in, be outside Planet Fitness, recording the whole song, and they're mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. 
So you can see the full evolution. I got about seven, eight projects and a whole lot of just songs that I threw away, a whole lot of uh, just just tweaking stuff. Yeah, and that's, and that's important that you say that, bro, because, you know, we all are at different points, like in our evolution, our careers, where we're trying to go. But I think one of the important things that I even do with myself, like to keep going forward, you got to look at how far you came. You know what I mean? Because right, sometimes right. if you look at your beginnings, you'll cringe a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I know. I didn't delete it. I didn't, look, I didn't delete songs. And I'm like, damn, people would be like, bro, where'd, this, where'd the song go? I'm yeah. like the, the the mixing was trash. Like, what was I talking about? But people was feeling that, so it's yeah. like, and it's gone, long gone, and so you can't. Do, I, I feel like you got to show people. You got to show people your growth. We all we all want to start out like, especially artists. I see a lot of new artists, and they they got a whole brand new Instagram. It don't it has maybe one one to three pictures on it, mm-hmm. but they're official, you know. But it's like everyone, everybody jumps in the game and they're already on top, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we can all do that. But for people to really see who you are, I feel like I just got to leave it out there for people to just take it or leave it, you know? Yeah, and bro, look, so this is because my, my platform, bro, I've been doing this for a while. Today was like a milestone for me because my homegirl, she, I, I interviewed her a long time ago, real cool sister. She got a TV show like in our city, you know what I mean? So she had yeah. a TV show and I was, and I watched the TV show. Like I don't typically watch what I do. I've listened to it cause I got to edit shit, but you got to move forward. You know what I mean? But right, today, right. today I kind of watched that show and I was, you know what I mean? Had me a few shots, you know what I mean? I was, I was, it was a small milestone because bro, you gotta keep moving forward, bro. Right. Like the, the, the name of this game, everybody listening to me who want to do something creative cause a job, you know, working a job as your profession, and that's where you're going to end up in life. Nothing wrong with that. You get a right. cool job. It can take care of your family. Don't let yeah. nobody tell you that's the Yeah, that's why I, I low-key wanted to talk about that, too. Like, I was, you know, I was just thinking about that over the past couple of days, thinking, like, stuff I want to talk about. And, mm-hmm. like, one thing is that I know there's a lot of rappers, and I've been one of those rappers that's too proud to work. Mm. And you know, we don't work for the man. We don't want to work for the white man. We don't mm-hmm. we don't do that. Like mm-hmm. I don't work for the white man. I work for myself, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm this is a hustle to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that is one thing that I grew out of. Cause cause when you don't choose to grow out of that, you're gonna get that money some other way. Yeah, bro. Look, I man, I got so many young men in my family who have the mentality, fuck that, I ain't working for nobody. And look. Yeah, There's tough. a strong element to that that's that's empowering. You shouldn't want to work for nobody, yeah. but you got to start somewhere. Right. And if you don't have any business acumen and skills in business <laughs> immediately, you got to work for somebody. And even yeah. so, while you're building something, you may right. have to work for somebody. My only thing is because I, like I was telling you, me and my homeboy, Mike D, we worked at a Verizon or we worked yeah, at shout out, Hey, shout out Mike D, man. Yeah. Shout out Mike yeah. D. That's my guy. Me and me and that brother, yeah. we are very like-minded. You know what I mean? And we worked at a company together. I don't want to get out shit. We worked at a company together. And what I learned, right, that, that was my last job, thank God. And it wasn't about the job, right? Yeah. It was the fact that I committed everything in my body to it. Right. I had nothing for me. I had kids and you got family, but I had nothing for me. So when they uh said get the fuck out of here, I was heartbroken. Like, oh, what what you go? But it see, that's when it hit me. Ah, any institution you're involved in, you're just a number. 
That's yeah. not their fault. That's yeah. yours. Yeah. So work a job. While working a job, what you want to do? Want to be a fisherman? You want to hoop on the weekends? Nigga, you want to start a little clothing business? You want to rap? You want to, to me, I'm learning, bitches, it ain't about the thing, really. It's about finding something for yourself, bro. And never stop doing it. And if you do it with consistency and passion, you just might make a lot of money at it, too. I was right. just listening to a video the uh, other day. We are in the richest nation in the on the globe. The United right. States is the richest nation. That's why everybody come here. Getting rich in this country is, for the most part, easier than anywhere else. Like the opportunities. It's a whole bunch of shit going on, but it's a lot of opportunities. In this oh, country, yeah. you, know, you got to find something, man. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you doing the music like. So tell me right now, like, what's your plan? Do you plan on to continue putting the music out? Because you mentioned you was telling me that you like do other stuff too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, honestly, my mind be going all day. I probably got ADD, but mm-hmm. it work it works to my advantage probably. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm gonna keep it real. I might be on the toilet and I might do a graphic design right there. Mm-hmm. I might write a whole rhyme on the toilet or I might be at the gym on the bike for 40 minutes and write a whole song. Hmm. So like I'm, I'm constantly like, I'm like a, I feel like I'm a product of, I'm a product of the era that I was raised in, which is marketing. Hmm. Cause I even had school, uh, a school class in high school and we watched the whole movie and it showed us uh, just monsters Inc. And you can see all the marketing in it. So like I've always, been like, I got to have a brand. I got to have clothing that I can put on and sell. I got to, I want to, I, I want a food truck. I'm going to have a food truck here within a short amount of time. Give me a couple of years, man. I'm going to have food truck cracking. I'm going to have a restaurant. Uh, you know, I want to open a, a studio so I can have my record label and I can help out other artists as well. So as far as like, I'm just like hip hop, I, I music, food, pretty much the party that's what i just want to have a good time with life pretty much yeah and i think it's good to take things that you're good at and things that you like to do and try your best to monetize them you just got to prioritize shit bro because i i I know how it feels too because one of the comforts of working the job is you know what you're gonna do it's eight hours you know what you're gonna do you're gonna get off and relax afterwards it's a pretty planned day you know what i mean when you're working for yourself when you're creating things for yourself, you manage in your own time. You have to put yourself on schedules. You have to be productive. You know what I mean? And it's right. harder to a degree, but it's more rewarding in my opinion as well. So tell me this real quick. You mentioned, um, no, no, something else I didn't mention. So something else we didn't talk about. So how do you feel about, because getting into hip hop, right? Let's say you get to a point where you're just well known and everybody know you and you're putting out the content you're putting out. Right. How do you feel about all the rappers dying? Like, what do you... Oh, man. I have a perspective on that, of course. What do you attribute that to? Because I think last year, 2021, I think it was an astonishing number, bro. I want to say 30, 40, 50, if not more. Now, granted, some of these dudes being 42, I don't know a lot of them, like their music, but these are dudes who were in hip-hop. How right. do you feel about the violence that follows some of our rappers? You know what I mean? The saddest thing I could say is that a lot of people bring it on to themselves. Hmm. What do you mean? What you mean? That, I wouldn't say that anybody deserves to die or mm-hmm. deserves to get their chain snatched and shot up while eating Roscoe's. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I wouldn't say no one deserves that, but uh, I believe in spirituality. Mm. And I believe deeply in law of attraction. Mm. So that's part of my responsibility before I even start writing a song. A lot of times a catchy line will come to my head and it works on the beat and it's some flagrant shit. It's some ignorant shit. And I could go ahead and re press record and do that. But I know because I've spoken things into my existence. And uh, I've, I've almost, you know, I'm glad to be here today with you. You know, I've gone through my trials and tribulations to mm -hmm. what I was attracting to myself, even if I wasn't conscious of it. And so when you when you have music out, you can listen to it. You can play it back 100 times. So you can be pretty conscious of what you got going. And so mm -hmm. I would say that a lot of these rappers that are, are passing, they, they kind of have that element in their music where it, it can get violent. Mm -hmm. It can be violent. It can be negative. Um, it's asking for a lot of bad stuff to happen to them. Or mm -hmm. like, I'm going to do this if this happens. Or if this guy pulls up, you know, whoop de whoop 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 And then I think it's unfortunately, it's just a lack of spirituality probably. And see, and that's the, and see, it's, it's funny you say that because like I said, I have a love-hate relationship with the culture. And the older I get, the level of artistic integrity is what I'm looking for in an artist. So it's rare now that a new, like a new dude, if you're 21, 21 or 21, 22 talking about shooting up shit, it's difficult for me to listen to the music. Now I, I can separate and say, this is a young black man who probably come from struggles who, if this works for him, he'll be able to feed his family. But bro, right. what comes out of your mouth, the spell that you put on people when you talk, this is all of us. When you say something like Tupac, I love this brother and we should idolize him, but he, he approached things the incorrect way right. at times. Now he was moving fast because he was on parole or he had to, you know what I mean? He, he, he was on bail because look, crazy shit about Tupac. From the time he was got out of jail on death row to the time he died, nine months. Ooh. Bro, at the time, this shit seemed like years. In that nine months, do you know how much shit happened in that nine months? How many incidents? How many? And this is no social media, so we're just hearing about it. We're seeing the article. We're seeing, you know what I mean? So, but the, I think back, like, what you breathe into is what's going to come back to you. And I know some hip-hop artists who are dying from a, a jealous perspective. Like, I got I got the change real nice car. Somebody see me, I'm in the wrong neighborhood. They think I'm a lick. That always right. happens, you know what I mean? Well, just like you're saying, like the the gangster rap, has, you have to be careful because here's the thing, right? There's artists before Ice Cube, really, but the, the gangster West Coast type of sound was, was cemented within WA. And right. It, and it's funny to me sometimes when Ice Cube, the writer of most of the songs, no gangster. No gangster. What? He didn't speak in first person. So this is what the problem I be having when young hip hop artists. Don't talk about what you're going to do to me if you're not going to do it to me. Right. If you would, then maybe you shouldn't say it, but I respect it if that's what you're about. Right. But you can speak in third person. You can speak uh, about what you see because what happens in a lot of neighborhoods in America is that the toughest nigga can't 
put his words together than <laughs> 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 the other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So real, the real tough nigga got two, three words in his duffel bag <laughs> or some old other shit for you. But the guy who was articulate, he's watching it. He's nods. Yeah. See? He's yeah. watching the environment and can articulate it. So you got to be careful, bro. So that's why anytime I talk to anybody doing hip hop, make your music and balance it. Try your best to balance it out. Now, right. do you have anything else coming up? Like, you, like, are you working on any new albums? Yeah, I got to uh, a graphic designer. Like, talk to me about that real quick. Is that like, tell me what kind of graphic designer? Is it just art uh, or? Uh, Like album covers, artwork. Okay. Like okay. I've done, I did all the artwork for the, the all three projects that are on title. Mm, okay. I okay. also did, yeah, I also did all the artwork for every project um, on SoundCloud. So every project that I've done, I made the artwork. Mm. And so that's going back like about five years now. Okay. So okay. Like, that's not good. That's a service you can offer. Actually, a little bit longer, about six years, because I started, yeah, I started doing graphics on my phone. About 2017, 2018, before I had kids. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, like, not only do I do that, like, I've made, like, RP, my homie Dante, uh, I made a sweatshirt for him. You know, I, I design sweatshirts, I design all my clothing line. You know, I do just whatever I can think of, to be honest, really just music, more so for music, album mm -hmm. covers. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's dope, bro. And that, and that can always be because, what I've been learning, bro, as I get a little older, I'm like thinking of how to create streams of income, right? And there are certain things that I like doing a lot that some that I may not be getting paid for. You know what I mean? I'm like, wait right. a minute, how, how can I take something that I just enjoy doing and figure out a way to monetize that shit? Because that's really when we talk about your sons and my kids and yeah. talking about the schools you want them to go to, right? Well, all that's what you should be thinking about because we responsible for their future like i uh, growing up where we grew up bro in a lot of different neighborhoods in the country not having resources not having options you right. didn't know you was going through some of the shit because you didn't have options right you know what I mean? so yeah ain't everything but one thing it does is create options you feel me right so like you were saying talk to me about any new albums you got coming out new music you working on oh yeah well uh i got a lot of new songs i got in the tuck right now like i got about I got about like 20 songs I'm choosing from. And I just went on my Instagram uh, a couple of days ago. Just asked people to get an get a, uh, idea of how many songs they want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I might have 20 songs ready to go right now. But the world only has so much attention span. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to gauge that. So I'm going to drop a project uh, on Monday. It's mm. going to be uh, Fettuccine 2. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drop Fettuccine 2 for the people. It's going to be a little bit of melodies on there. But it's going to be more game. More mm. game than than a little bit, even a little more in depth than the last project. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be like kind of like a uh, like a spinoff from the last one, Fettuccine that I dropped. Mm. Yeah, no, that's dope. I I was I listened to all three of them. You know what I mean? And you mm -hmm. write with that because like being a have uh, like an avid hip hop listener back in the day, it was longer albums. Now yeah. I'm seeing because to me, I think the frequency in which you drop is important so they right. should see you a lot like because in, in anything you're doing you mentioned the attention span bro that's in everything anything people are consuming their attention span is short so you shouldn't just rush things out that for the sake of putting it out 
Right. But you gotta try to be as expedient as possible because right. they move on. You will drop some shit today, and next week they'd be like, "When that uh, when that new shit coming?" Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. It, it was hard. I had to work on to give you that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's cool that you keep dropping music, bro. So I'm I'm excited to see everything you're doing, bro. I appreciate you being on the show, man, and having a good conversation with you. You know, I wish you the blessings with your kids and everything you're going through. But keep Likewise. being transparent, man. Like keep, and you got to put that in the music. Like you was mentioning that six months where you didn't want to drop because of what you was going through right wouldn't help people you got that's the artistic part you got to figure right. out a way to not give them the bullshit but that that feeling that you're going through you got to give them that yeah. that could be a struggle that could be i'm confused that because rooted in at, put all the bullshit to the side the root of it is confusion it's hurt it's anger it's don't know what's going on and all right. that can be used you know what i mean because yeah. it's when i go to title every friday i i'm Ever since hip hop in the nineties, since the nineties, every week hip hop come out, I'm checking. Back in the day, it was like Tuesday. Go to go to Sam Goody. Go to you know yeah. what I mean. It, it yeah, come out Tuesday, you know what I mean. Now yeah. it's Fridays, and it's so many artists, like too many to count. And my shit used to be to listen every, li listen to everything. Now I just can't do it. They're young, and just it. but what what the, like the positive out of that to me is there's a lane for everybody. And I've right. seen people that I listen to and I'll be like, what the fuck is this? And he never stops rapping. Yeah. Two years later, I'm like, wait, okay, he got him one now. Yeah, he got it. He got it. <laughs> you gotta stay, you gotta keep the foot on the pedal, man. It's tough. Like we all go through our lives. Yeah. You know, that's part of that's part of what this shit is all about. It's it's it is long like when you stop when you get past the glamour, the glitz and the glamour part, and you just put real life in into the songs. It, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna kick off. You know, it's gonna kick off, and it gotta be like a job. Like yeah. you working a real. Like I tell everybody, bitches, like my my homeboys, everybody around me, you are what you do in your free time. It's right. Sacred. When 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 we're not required to do nothing, what do we do? Is it TV? Smoking all day, playing the game, fucking with some chicks. What? See, free time is the important part. Because anybody be like, I ain't got no bread, I ain't got shit, I ain't more. I bet you be watching TV a lot, nigga. That part. You you on YouTube. You on YouTube. You on the gram. I bet you crazy. Got time for something. That's clicking time. That like, clicking them likes. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's difficult, but anything like work having, it's kind of difficult. And like I said, it's nothing wrong working a job. You want to work a job? Work a job yeah. and kids or do something hey. outside. But this is what I'm gonna say real quick. Like if you're gonna work a job and you want to be an artist or you want to do something else, just do for, try to find a job that you can do that. Mm. Or you can you like I have a job, and at my job, I have eight hours to mix and master my music. Mm. So by having this job, it's created the music being a job. Mm. If I wasn't at this job, I would be working actually doing some stuff for eight hours and then after i get off from eight hours i'm gonna take my ass to sleep i'm gonna mm -hmm. smoke some weed and i'm gonna mm -hmm. chill mm -hmm. i'm gonna be on youtube mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or i might or i might record a song mm -hmm. but like i would just say shit, you got to do what caters to you like if you wanted you want all the nice clothes i used to get jobs where i was selling shoes because i want shoes mm -hmm. so it's like shit, you, you still got to do what you you got to do what you got to do you're mm -hmm. still gonna get this music going yeah, because you got to be consistent. You got to take it serious. Because I, yeah. I've, I've realized that, man, through my journey and doing everything I'm doing, 
I'm like, all right, so I got to remove the hobby from it mm. if, or call it a hobby. Call it a hobby and I don't want nothing from it and I'm just going to have fun. But if you like, I want to get something out of it. I want money. I want to help my family with this thing I'm doing. Yeah. You got to remove hobby from that shit and make it like another job. And that may be no sleep. That may be sacrifices. And I was right. thinking something today and that, that fucked me up. Like thinking about what I was going to say to you. We're we going to get out of here in a minute, y'all. But I got to say this to him. I was yeah, thinking about so. what I you, dog. And, and I was like, damn, I was watching this video and he was like, do you know why? When a plane is going down, they tell you to put the thing like the the air the air thing that helps you breathe while y'all going down. It tells you to put the thing on your face first. If you got a family, if you a man, yeah. and you got a family on the plane with you, and the plane going down, they tell you to protect you first, not your kid first. Yeah. See, if I can't do nothing, if I'm not mobile, if I don't have resources, if I'm not doing what's right. I'm gonna fuck my kids up. So right. that was hard. I was like, damn, wait, no, I gotta protect my kids. Nah, you do. But really, it, to protect your kids first, to protect your family first, it starts by caring about you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's number one. You gotta care about you. You gotta make sure you straight. And in return, if you straight, you're gonna be clear mentally, physically, spiritually to help everybody around. You know what I mean? So everybody, I wanna. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode today, man. We got a young entrepreneur on the show, young Mitch's, a young musical artist, produces his own music. Go to title, look up Finch's Fly. When I post different clips of the show, I'll show y'all some of his stuff. But support the brother, man. Let's let's support young entrepreneurs, young people in our community. Sometimes your support, your shout out, your comment is all that they need to keep going, right? Like everybody don't know how it feels to be trying to embark on a creative endeavor and it's difficult you see right. what i'm saying so i support anybody trying to do the right thing this brother got a good hand on his shoulders so we're gonna Appreciate support you now do me a favor before we leave man and tell everybody where they can reach you oh uh, man follow me on instagram instagram at finches fly f-i-n-c-h-e-s-f-l-y and then uh yeah i don't do any other social medias mm -hmm. uh, i don't get too busy on there yeah but uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Uh, Finchy taught me on YouTube. I got music all over, mm -hmm. all and platforms. You, and you said that the new album coming out Monday. And that's yeah, gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna drop this next one on Monday. That's a, that's gonna be on all the streaming platforms. All streaming platforms, yeah. All right, so look out for that new album. That's Fettuccini Two, right? Fettuccini Two. Yep, yep. Look out for that new album on Monday. This is my brother Finch's Fly Man. Follow me at Melanated Combo 100 is the Instagram page. You can go to the website, which is Melanated Combo. You can find all the interviews there, some news stories, everything I post. Continue to follow your boy. And if I'm going to post a link again to everybody listening, your boy was on TV today, man. I got to watch myself on TV. I kicked back like I didn't even fucking know who I was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's superstar, man. I'm rocking with the superstar right now, man. Put me on TV, man. Let me get, let me be an extra. Come on, man. Hey, bitches, bro. You gotta appreciate small steps. You gotta work hard, bro. And then when small steps happen, fuck what everybody else talking about. You gotta take them small steps, yeah. take them small gains, and it's gonna get where you're going. But sometimes you gotta look back and where you've been and use that right. as your motivation to keep going. Right. So this is your brother Harrison, Melanated Convo Podcast, Finches Fly. We out.